The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thank you so much all you intentional spirits out there and just uh, being part of a, uh, a consciousness of being awake and, and, and really being online, being online to whatever shows up and I'm thrilled to be uh, featuring today as my guest, John Viscount. He is notable and he, his waking hour is dedicated to implementing peace, to giving uh, solutions and practical applications towards peace. He has spent years in dedication of writing films and creating films that, that teach inclusivity and diversity and I'm really thrilled that he's with us today. One of the new components that we have with Unity Online Radio is that you can actually call in, and that number is 816-251-3555. So it's 816-251-3555. We would love to hear from you. John, it's always a pleasure. You are amazing to me. Uh, one of my heroes. I love the work that you're doing, and thank you for being with us today. Oh, you're so kind, Temple. Thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we've had you on the show before. Um, you're always evolving and, and doing uh, different things. Um, tell us and give everybody a little bit of background. Of, you know, why is this important to you? You're you were already successful. You were able to be in film and entertaining and all of those things. But why do you feel called to care about peace? Well, I guess to me the real journey in this world is from separation to unity. And when you are able to take that journey, that is when you arrive at peace. So I've kind of dedicated my humble life to creating vehicles for letting people establish and, and experience that journey through films and books and plays and music and stuff like that. And I guess it's the reason I'm so motivated is that I just see a lot of suffering in the world. I see a lot of people suffering from the ravages of separation. And with a simple change in mind, you can actually have a completely different experience in this life. So that's what I try to provide in the films and stuff I try to create. It's very, very powerful. Well, you have a an ongoing activity website, peacenow.com. 
That's peacenow.com for those of you that are that are tuning in. And um, you can access um, the film that, that John did called Admissions with James Cromwell. It's life-changing. It's about an 18-minute film, isn't it, John? It is. And actually, the best place to look at that now would be on the new nonprofit that we've launched called Pepstar. Um, dot org, and that really stands for Peace Entertainment Project Star. So the real name of the nonprofit is the Peace Entertainment Project, and our okay. dedication is to provide fiscal sponsorships to artists, peace builders, and educators, and any type of folks who are trying to create content that promotes unity and promotes the kind and humankind. So we now have our website fully up and running. Once again, you can find it at Pepstar. Org. It's just like Popstar, but it's spelled with P-E-P. And if you click on admissions there, you can watch the film there. And in the end credits, you'll see a blurb about our effort to establish peace departments at peacenow.com. There's also a card that will tell you a little bit about what we're doing at Pepstar. And then if you also want to be adventuresome, you can click on the projects tab up on the nav bar, and that'll take you to our first official project, which is our cyberbullying project that we've been working on for a couple years. Um, and that's going to be directed by James Cromwell, who was a kind gentleman who starred in my film admissions. So there's a lot of things happening at Pepstar, and in the future we'll be bringing on other artists to do their films. And as I go out to colleges and screen admissions, I'll be actually using it as an example of peace entertainment and, and asking for students and, and educators and the like to think about applying and maybe starting their own project. So we're, we're pretty excited about it. We'll see where it goes. Well, I know that I was with a group of people at the Awaken World International Film Festival in Santa Barbara, and I know that we had uh, 125, 150 people in that classroom, and they were leaders all over the all over the world. And I know they were kind of left spellbound by how the the movie, the admissions, how it really uh, shifted them and changed them. Um, you know, it's interesting because we we speak all the time. We have written word, we have spoken word, and we talk about the value of un- inclusivity, diversity, there's really no hell, and, you know, uh, heaven isn't a place of real estate. And we, we talk about these things, and, and people go, yes, I agree, and yes, I agree. But what is it that when you put it on film, that it, it, it's like instantaneous that people get it? What is that about, do you think? I think it's the storytelling that's really in our DNA that we've been passing along knowledge from the beginning, probably from the time we could actually think conceptually. I think it's really deep, and I think it's a much more compelling way to receive teachings, and they've actually done studies, and they say that folks would rather receive their teachings in a story format than a talking head. Talking heads are great, too, and I've received a lot of the stuff that people passed on to me just watching Mm -hmm. people lecture. But story, you're suddenly in there, and you're living it along with the people. And that's very similar to how you do it in life. So it's a very usual way of learning. And also, if you're able to create a story of some impact, it can in some ways be more compelling than real life, so it becomes more memorable. And that's what I tried to do with admissions was to to let people really go through the experience of 
of the characters on the screen because the best way to really develop compassion is to walk another's footsteps. And I think as you go through their journeys and you learn their lessons, you can't help but learn them yourself. See, I'm a big believer in film um, as a teacher and especially short films because they're so perfect for after screening discussions and perfect in classroom settings and stuff like that. So I've written a whole bunch of short films we hope to get produced, which will be able to join admissions on, on the college circuit, high school circuit, and the like, because I think they're really effective vehicles. It's very powerful. So talk to us also about the new film that you have called The Principal. Uh, you mean the, the next one? Well, it's going to be about cyberbullying, um, and we've received... Uh, it's a wonderful offer from a studio in Mississippi of a, of a lot of in-kind services, so we're just looking for the last bit of funding to be able to put that one across the finishing line. And it is also part of my play for peace called The Resolution, which debuted in Canada. And the principle is the first act of the play, and it's about cyberbullying. The second act is admissions, and the third act is a Q&A with the audience. And that's my favorite part because then the audience becomes part of the action and you really get to hear them think and go back and forth. And so that's another way that we like to present these teachings too. But the principle is, once again, a 20-minute film, so it'll be ideal for classroom use. And the principal character, which is the wise teaching character that deals with the cyberbullying victim and the cyberbully, we want to cast an African-American woman in that powerful role because, of course, women and African-Americans have been bullied, so it's nice to flip that script and put them in a position of authority and, and have people think differently about the whole scenario. So we're real excited to get that film finished for sure. That's very powerful. Um Elizabeth from Norway, see, John, you attract people from all over the world. She's asking, <laughs> what was the name of the website again? I'll ask our executive director to do that as well. As well, it's pepstar.org. That's pepstar, P-E-P-S-T-A-R.org. You know, John, we could also remember it is that we're urging people to get a pep under their star <laughs> and, um, and be part of evolution here and and, and get in the dance. So there's two websites, uh, peacenow.com, and that's where you can go and put your name to make the billion signatures uh, because people are at a place now in our culture and in our times that we're not playing around anymore with just concepts. We're putting action under our feet, and we're actually doing things to make a difference. And, and I know that those of you that are tuning in or listening to the intentional spirit you're you know i'm talking to the choir so i i know that all of you are committed and um and elizabeth is a dynamo in norway and she's a change agent uh, to say the least and so it's peacenow.com or pepstar.org uh what are some of the ways that our listening audience can support you now with the work that you're doing john well, um, if they wanted to actually get behind the principal cyberbullying project, if you go to pepstar.org and click on projects, you'll see it's our inaugural project. It's the only one we have up there, and you just click on learn more. And if they wanted to actually be, become a donor to it, that would be an, an incredible gift to the project for sure. Or just spread the word, Pepstar. You can send the link on Pepstar, where, which lets you see admissions. And we feel that's a pretty good calling card for what we're doing because that's a, 
a pretty quintessential piece of peace entertainment because not only does it have teachings on peace and it deals with forgiveness, it deals with Middle East conflict, but it's also tied into social activism. It's one of the first things which actually promoted our efforts at PeaceNow.com to establish ministries of peace and peace departments of governments around the world. So our ideal at PepStar is to not only have people make films which promote the kind and humankind, but also kind of mentor them on how to tie them into social activism. So everywhere the film plays, it will also be promoting some good cause. And then the last thing we also want to do is to promote the peace artist um, themselves so they will actually get out there as a name. So long after I'm gone from the earth, they'll still be doing their good work and not only putting up the film that we've hopefully enabled them to get funded, but then they can also go on and do other work. So it's it's kind of multifaceted, but the, the gist of it and our tagline is promoting the kind in humankind. And, and we're pretty serious about that because we feel when you do that, you really have the most joyful form of life here on earth. Promoting the kind in humankind. Right. Yeah, wasn't that uh, wasn't that also what Dalai Lama said could be the religion of the world is kindness? Absolutely, that's really all yeah. you need, and then and then you get to go through life, and everyone you meet's your partner in peace, and it's just it's it's a whole different journey when when you're when you're focused on on looking for um, the best in everyone and giving every person a hand up as opposed to a beat down, and suddenly everyone you meet, like I said, your partner in peace, and your relationships are just that much more enjoyable. Um, what about, John, for those people that um, they come up with creative stories or or they feel that they've written something of significance, but it's too overwhelming for them to think about how to put it in a film uh, format? Uh, does your organization look at those as well? We can give some guidance for sure. But one of my passions is, since I've written a lot of, short films that address everything from human trafficking to to racism to the global water crisis. I have a whole bunch of these written, and they're very hard to get funded. So I really want Pepstar to give the warm welcome that, that artists like myself don't always get and not only give them a platform where if they're from the United States, they can raise tax-deductible money for their projects, and they also retain 100% ownership of their projects, but but that they also get to learn these skills on how to do it themselves. And so I want to apply the things I've learned from branding, because I've, I've been in copywriting for many years, script writing, music composition, social activism, to give them some guidance. So if they have an idea, something they might want to discuss, they can send us an email at uplift at pepstar.org. Once again, that's uplift at pepstar.org. And we can at least begin a conversation and, and see if there's any assistance we can give them. And then if, if they are at the stage of their process where they're able to submit something, then they simply apply. And if they are approved by the board, then they get to put up a page on our site. And then they get to start directing people to their site and start raising money for their project. So, yes, it's not only the fiscal sponsorship and the tax-deductible donations they can raise, but we also definitely want to offer them some creative mentoring and just a warm welcome. Because the artists around the world who are spending their time working on things that may never get made and foregoing possibly being in a corporate career where they could be making a lot of money and getting a lot of security, these people are very brave souls and they need to be supported and they need to receive the love that they deserve. Whether or not their work ever gets made, they need to be applauded for taking a chance and, and carving out a different path, even though there may not be much money in it for them, but it's for the goodness of, of all humankind. So we want to give a warm welcome to those folks and support them the best we can. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to mention because I know in the in the early days of speaking, 
in writing, I know that there would be times that I would ask myself, what could I possibly say, you know, that other people haven't said? Um, what could <laughs> possibly be out there that, you know, people haven't heard yet and right. whatever. And so I just wanted to shine some light um, to those of you that are tuning in that that's a, that's a part of our own development, and it's a conversation that we've all had. I'm sure John had that conversation early on, too, of, you know, what kind of film can I possibly offer that people haven't already looked at these concepts or heard about them or it's been on some kind of um, movie before. But I always like to say, unless you've done it, it hasn't really been spoken. Um, it hasn't really been talked. It hasn't really been viewed because there's something fundamentally that's coming through your own essence and your own life experience and, and the depth of knowledge that you bring, that if you are uh, sitting on an idea that you feel could be um, a thought towards an awareness of peace, um, an idea that could be a change agent of how people could work together and, and, um, and, and, affect each other, and not only locally, but globally, I invite you to begin to start growing into this idea and, and what that uh, can look like. Um, a lot of the, the, the short films now are, are life-changing, and there's a big need for them. And um, John is a perfect example of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you are... Um, you're working from a place of, that often change comes from everyday people, John. Oh, no question. And the other thing to remember is when you be, begin embarking on a project like this, one of the best ways to learn is to create something because you get totally embedded deep in, in the process on, on levels that you're not even conscious of. And if you might be trying to articulate some wonderfully loving perspective, well, guess who's learning that first? It's you. And it becomes part of your being. And then you go out in the world, and whether or not your project ever gets made, you've been remade in the image of your own thinking. So it's very important to embark on these projects and, and to, to try to take your mind off the effect it has out in the world because that's almost something you need to become non-attached to because it can affect the final product. But instead, just get into the love of working on something which could help the world and you'll see yourself transformed and then your own life will become the work of art that you were trying to create yourself. So there's incredible benefit to working on these type of projects. I have so many scripts written, and even if, if none of them ever get made, I'm so grateful for the process to be on those journeys and to learn them on the deepest level. I mean, Temple, you're incredibly creative. You've written books. You know what it's like when you're writing your book, how, how much you learn first. You become the greatest student of your own work, and that's the gift of these type of projects. Absolutely. It, it, there's uh, no doubt about it. It, it plays a part in, in making all of us um, much more committed and, and, and much more dedicated. That That's for sure. Um, I We had a, a great comment coming in from um, someone stating that, um, you know, when Oprah becomes president, that uh, these films could get funded. And what I would like to say to that is follow that. You know, um, go with the before the if, you know, because if makes things so much of the future, uh, put it out there in your work and in your in your consciousness that uh, get through to someone that can get through to her and ask her to fund the films. Now, we don't need to wait. Right, John? 
<laughs> exactly true. And if, and if you ha- anyone has any certain degrees of separation from folks like that, please feel free to send them the link on pepstar.org of admissions. It's free. We've been giving it away since the, the very beginning when we made the film, and it just continues to grow. We just recently found out it's been translated into German. It also has been translated into Italian and being put into 4,000 schools in Italy, and it's already been translated into Farsi, Arabic, Spanish, and Hebrew, and it just wow. keeps going. So if people want, if they have some influencer or philanthropic-minded person who might want to get behind some of this work, um, just send them admissions as the entree because that usually does the trick. At least it opens their heart, and they'll know whether or not if they want to pursue pursue it further. I did want to tell you about one other interesting project I'm working on right now um, is a project called The Human Tree, which is about all the separation in the world and racism that promotes unity. And it's going to be about a three-minute animation for schools, something that will just give away the world. And I've been very fortunate to be introduced by a Holocaust survivor by the name of Dr. Henry Oster, who's just an amazing man. And I had lunch with him yesterday, and he's actually going to do the VO for this animation. So here he gets taken from his home in Cologne, Germany, about the age of 12, and taken to a ghetto, then Birkenau, Auschwitz, and Buchenwald, and he's liberated at age 16 and lost so many members of his family. And now here he is later on in life, and he's going to get to be able to be the voice of unity as, as the voiceover artist for this animation piece. And that's the type of things you can do with these pieces. You can give people really happy endings to maybe difficult journeys they've been on. You can invite people into it that will just learn from being part of the process. And these projects just give on so many different levels. And to this day, I still get emails from all over people being affected by, by the simple little film we made. So I encourage everyone, whether or not you do it with us or someone else, just to get involved with this type of work because it is so life-changing, not only to those out there that you'll be affecting, but most of all to yourself. And another thing that's so powerful is just to be willing to invite a bunch of people over to your home and show the film, you know, <laughs> and, and and to get them. I mean, sometimes it's the little, little that leads to the big, big. So invite a group of people over for um, a gathering for some um, a bit of a, a potluck experience and and connection and communion and and, and show the film because it's uh is it 18 minutes or 22, John? It's, it's about, I, I have watched it a number of times. Yeah, it's, it's about 20, and it's, we're having some good, real good success using it uh, in the fall. Um, I've been invited. Actually, this spring I did four screenings at Stanford with the Stanford Forgiveness Project with Dr. Fred Luskin, and the film uh-huh. is now part of the syllabus at Dominican University, which is an offshoot of Berkeley, and I'm going back to both schools in September to do a number of more screenings, and then I'm going to D.C., to screen at George Washington, Georgetown, and James Mass, and then maybe up to New York to a few other schools. And then we're also doing the AHIMSA nonviolence conference at Cal Poly. And, and this is just the film just keeps going. It just keeps popping up in places, and I keep getting invited to do screenings, and then we do the Q&A afterwards and is able to talk a little bit about Pep Star. So it's very rewarding. But, yes, it's a very short film, so it works in any setting. You could just have a dinner and show it at the end of dinner, the beginning of dinner. Within 20 minutes, you're finished, but your mind is filled with all these very deep, unifying concepts, mm-hmm. which are really just so much fun to talk about. My favorite part is to hear other people's perceptions of the work and how it affects them. So these screenings are very very rewarding. So thank you for, for telling people to do that because I think, I, I hope it will be enjoyable for them. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I think that's one of the things that happens to visionaries 
um, often is we make it that it needs to be so big that we don't do anything, you know, and and there's always smaller ways to break things down and different pieces of the pie that we feel like significantly we're putting our feet towards making a change and putting a pep in our star. (laughs) And so we're, you know, inviting and part of that um, because sometimes it is those, it would be those small ripple effects that leads to something that's really felt, you know, and in a, in most amazing, most amazing um, way. Um, I love the fact that all of you are tuning in and I love the fact that you are engaged. I do want to invite you that you're welcome to call in at 816-251-3555. We've put the number in the comments on Facebook Live or if you're listening in, uh, take the time to call in because you get a wonderful opportunity today to actually talk to a filmmaker, um, one that is um, someone that's very well known. Uh, John Viscount is known in the film industry, and he's a powerhouse. I mean, he talks very subtle, and he's very humble, and he's all that, but he is a a dynamo at work, at work for for the planet and and being, um, knowing reassuredly that the world's a better place because he he is in it, and that's that's a beautiful thing. Well, very kind. Temple, thank you so much for those kind words. It means a lot, especially coming from you. Very grateful. So um, we can have people go to um, peacenow.com, and they can sign for the billion dollars, uh, the billion uh, signatures that we're still headed for. How many do we currently have? We're, you know, I'd have to ask Scott Brewer, the founder of that, but we're somewhere probably... Probably not up to 100,000, somewhere below that. But the funny thing is, Peace Now, still not that many people know about it. But we're getting a lot of um, support. If you go on the website for the Global Resolution, we have a proposed UN Global Resolution that we're going to get um, a country to introduce at the General Assembly level. And this is a document which will coalesce the world's attention around the necessity of creating these infrastructures for peace, which are a different way of conducting government, so it's more dedicated to conflict resolution. So you can go on the website and read the whole resolution, and then you can look at all the big peace organizations that are behind it. So we're kind of taking a different tack. The signatures are very important, certainly part of this, but we're also going out to big peace organizations, getting their groups behind it, and now the, the next stage is to get an, an actual country to introduce it uh, to the floor of the General Assembly, and then we go from there and start building these infrastructures for peace. So it's, it's kind of exciting. I feel that peace departments and ministries of peace are a way to build up the muscles of peace in our world so in the tug-of-war for our future, the muscles of peace will have more collective strength. That's really awesome. And, um and the fun part is, John, that people are already writing in and saying they're signing the petition now, even Aww. as we speak. It's a very, That's wonderful. very dynamic and powerful thing. Um, love all of you tuning in. You can always join me at firstunity.org or templehaze.com. I invite you to go to pepstar.org as well um, to connect and be with us. And we're going to be tuning right back in with you after this short break.
We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's Eric Butterworth with a Unity Mindful Moment. Unfortunately, religions have tended to present themselves as institutions instead of perceptions. Something you join instead of a transcendence that you experience. We've tended to believe that God works exclusively through the machinery of an institution. So it is self-evident that most persons believe that you go to church to get close to God. The fact is, if God is present in the church, God is also present in the theater. God is present, period, because God is an online presence, everywhere present. So you don't go to church to get close to God. But you go to church, perhaps, hopefully, to be challenged to dig within yourself and to find that consciousness of the presence that is with you wherever you go. So that wherever you go, wherever you are, God is. To pick up the Eric Butterworth book, Practical Metaphysics, go to unity.org and click on Shop. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. Would you like to experience more peace and joy in your life through A Course in Miracles? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley support you in discovering the powerful life lessons available through this unique spiritual thought system that teaches the way to love and peace is through forgiveness. Join Jennifer every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, to experience the healing for yourself on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Here's a unity mindful moment. The ancient Chinese philosopher known as Lao Tzu brings us into the present moment with this quote. Do you have the patience to wait until your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? The master doesn't seek fulfillment, but not seeking, not expecting, is fully present and can welcome all things. When you're feeling impatient, think about this passage and trust in the moment. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us. You're talking to me as well as John Viscount. He's a filmmaker. He's dedicated to the peace movement. He's part of a movement, peacenow.com, 
in collecting a billion signatures because we're all standing up to what are some of the components, what are some of the things that I can do to be part of moving beyond conversation about wouldn't it be nice if things could be different to a place of it's time for me to be nice and make it different. It's the way I see it and hold it, that's for sure. Um, John, when you when you think about um, if you could create uh, a, a, a space that everybody would be willing to do two or three or four things, um, what comes to your mind that you feel could be simplistic but yet profound in the times that we're living in now? It, 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 with the obvious being, it would be nice for people to vote and you know speak their minds and and practice uh, <laughs> practice the presence beyond those things. What are some of the things that come to mind with you? I think getting involved with a cause bigger than yourself. I think the real mm. journey as well, as I said earlier, is going from separation to unity. And when you only look out for your own separate interests, you've almost cast yourself into hell on a certain level because you're all alone. But when you actually get involved with something bigger than yourself, magical things happen. You draw on powers you didn't know you had. You create mm-hmm. communities that you didn't think were ever possible, and you get to be part of the solution. And as you're part of the solution, your own self-esteem then grows. You'll find new skills coming out, and suddenly that one project will lead to another project because they'll say, well, have you heard about this? And now you're really a force for good, and you're really enjoying yourself on Earth. If you're just simply focused on getting, you know, a bigger bank account and stuff like that, that it's just not that terribly rewarding because what are you going to do with that at the end of your life? The real thing you want to do is develop your mind because if there's anything you're going to take with you, it's that. Other people might call it your spirit or your soul. So in, in developing better ways to think, one of the best ways to do it is through our actions within the world. So I think social activism is very, very important. I also think it's it's important to, whenever possible, to to choose wisely uh, as to what you're going to listen to in your mind. We all have an ego. And we all also have a Holy Spirit or a higher mind. And every moment is the choice between those two opposites. And they're mutually exclusive. If you choose the ego, you're going to get the separated world. If you choose the Holy Spirit, what I mean by that, not in the religious sense, but the whole spirit you choose for everybody, well, guess what? You get all that that comes with it, and you get to celebrate every victory on earth because everyone you see is a part of yourself. So those would be the two things. Is it, For me, it's always about getting back to the unity state and unity consciousness, the stuff that you're such an expert in, Temple. So I, I, would, I would recommend those things because there's just, there's just nothing better than being involved with something bigger than yourself because you get to forget about your little self and get to experience the expansion into your higher self, which is just where all the reward in life is to me. Yeah, that's so uh, so very true and so very, very powerful. Um, when when we think about, um, you know, what, what can we do, um, I think it's important that uh, like you said, to just elaborate and go a little bit further, we we always want to, when we talk about peace, you know, we have people sitting around a, 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 a coffee table or a cafe or a restaurant saying, well, wouldn't it be nice, you know, if we're, we're all holding this space of that, that we are a world of peace, a, a world without war, a world without, you know, uh, duality and those people are better than those people or those people of color are worse than those people or whatever it may be. Um, 
I, I think you're exactly right that the biggest check-in point is to ask ourselves, why am I currently not at peace? Because um, those are the windows that we see everything. You know, it, it's kind of we go back to the fundamental teaching of, you know, the person that, um, you know, goes to the bank and, and talks to the clerk and, and, you know, gets out and goes, why did that clerk have to be so angry? And, you know, then goes to the grocery store and is saying hello to, you know, the um, the cashier and, you know, and hello, how are you today? And it's like, God, why does that cashier have to be so angry? And then goes to their job and I get tired of working with employees that are so angry. And, you know, we're kind of getting the point here is that an angry person lives in an angry world. A person in conflict lives in a conflicted world because that is the world you see. So when we are, I think, I think often people are too quick to put it off on something else. You know, even if they're living in the affirmative and they're affirming about our world, when when we are at a place of peace, when we are grounded, when we're using prayer, when we're using meditation, when we are looking within ourselves of, you know, where am I lined up, you know, today, mentally and emotionally and all that uh, space of myself, then how am I holding the space of the world now? And often it can look very different you know does that dismiss us in any way absolutely not is there so much to be done absolutely we still have people that every day are dying because they're not fed when we live in a world that has a tremendous distribution problem no doubt about it there's so much to be done but i find it's also from the space of our doing that makes a big difference and on that note i'm going to pass the baton to you john (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think at the core of a lot of our suffering is just a very simple thing, and it's our willingness to be separate. If you really look out on the world, there's really only one of two things that's ever happening. People are either expressing love or they're crying out for love. So Mm -hmm. your perfect response every time is just to be loving in return, because if they're expressing love, you join with them in their love. If they're crying out for love, you give them love in return, and this removes the separation you feel from them and, and gets you back to what I actually believe people truly are, and that is a love being. I think human beings really doesn't do us justice. I think we're actually love beings because if you actually look at how the body operates when we're in the grips of unconditional love, all our signs improve. Blood pressure goes down, aging slows down, cortisol levels go down. So it's, it's clearly that is the design. And what's the single best skill for getting back into your state of being a love being is through forgiveness. Forgiveness mm-hmm. is not letting people say run roughshod over you. It's, it's, it's not that. There's a rule of law in this world, and people need to be spoken to if they're doing the wrong thing because they need to learn too. But it's what you hold in your own heart and, and what type of a internal mental state do you cast yourself in. The second you cast someone else out of your heart and by judging them, you've essentially cast yourself into hell because they are now the proverbial devil with the pitchfork prodding you. And all they're prodding you with is your own grievance against them. So forgiveness, in my view, is the single most important skill to learn in all of life because if you don't learn that, the gateway to peace will be shut to you. Absolutely. And 
the biggest gateway um, to forgiveness is that when we immediately transfer the need to do that or the want to do that or the desire to do that, that we rush to start thinking of others. Or we rush to say um, a big one is, well, I, you know, I'll forgive, but I can't forget. Um, you know, when we still place conditions on it, um, we're limiting the capacity for freedom of that idea because there there doesn't need to be any conditions on it. You know, Absolutely. I I forgive the action, I forgive it, I forgive it. But it seems to me the other part of that component when we're really talking about the truth element, we're only as good as the level that we have forgiven ourselves because that's all the space that we have. You know, it's uh, it's 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 like no one ever thought that the four minute mile could happen until someone broke it. And then everybody anticipated that that was the new norm. When I can accomplish a greater level of forgiveness within myself, for everything, then there's more room in my container and in my heart to allow that space to see that very clearly for others and to see that they, too, um, warrant that, that their living beingness uh, warrants that level of freedom as well. Did that make any sense at all? (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And I think another thing that's important to pay attention to is the very, very powerfully operating principle of projection. Freud did the world a great service when he talked about projection because actually when you are condemning others you're often just condemning some type of self-loathing in yourself because people are totally at peace enjoying their own life they don't really notice or bother with other people's shortcomings they may go okay make a note maybe that's not how they want to be but it's not going to bring them down most of our condemnation others is just self-condemnation so mm-hmm. it's interesting as you walk through the world what you see on all those people that you are experiencing are actually your inner workings so it's very important to pay attention to that because it'll tell you everything that's happening inside your own mind and projection is is, is so, something that i think is so so vastly overlooked in this world uh and on another level you being such a unity conscious person well you know when you're looking at someone else you're really looking at a split off part of our overall greater unified self so once again that other person is you so just be careful what you cast out in your world because you're casting it back at yourself and you're also giving a reflection of what's happening inside yourself so those people that are greatly at peace just being at peace are really the greatest teachers on earth. They don't have to be out there on on some podium talking to the world. They can just be at peace, and they've turned off their projection because there's no need to project anything out because they don't have all the self-loathing that a lot of people walk around in. So, so pay attention to those people who mind their own business and aren't judgmental because they're actually acing the course, and, and, and they can be very inspiring even though they may not even be speaking. It can just be being in their presence. You have a sense that they're at peace so everything is cool and they're not shooting out all this venom into the world which is really just a reflection of what's inside themselves so i would really recommend people pay attention to what they project out in the world because that'll tell them a lot about themselves that's so powerful you know i i think of that um that beautiful story about gandhi that um, a mom came to see him with her son and said I really need you to talk to my son, and he's been so reactive and and so out of sorts, and you know he's just um, hard to deal with, hard to manage, and he's just eating um, 
you know, so much sugar. And she said, would you please talk to him? And he said, tell him to come back and see me in six months. And so in six months, she brought the son back. And um, Gandhi, you know, looked at him and kind of, you know, remembered the story and everything. And he said, son, you you really need to give up sugar. And the woman was kind of upset with Gandhi. And she said, why couldn't you have told him that six months ago? And he said, because I needed to get off sugar myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just, I love, I love that story. It's, um, it's very, very uh, powerful. And it, you know, it, it, it says it all in, in so many different ways, doesn't it? That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it is part of, you know, what what needs to occur. You know, it is part of what needs to happen on a, a much larger scale is people's yeah. willingness yeah. to not be self-righteous, but to be yeah, part of turn, right thinking. Um, and turn, I, turn I, the world into a, into a school, and, and it becomes, it has a high purpose when it's a school. When you're... If you're here to make this world perfect, it's going to be very tough to do. But if you use it as a place to learn to forgive and a place to evolve, well, then that's a perfect use for this place because of all the imperfections. So when you walk down the street and you see all the stuff that might be seeming like they're going wrong, well, use that as a teacher. And suddenly you're getting a master class in detachment and, and internal peace and all the things that, that, that hopefully when we leave our bodies will guide us on our next stage of our journey and, and, and it'll be a much more peaceful journey because of it. So this is just an incredibly superb school to learn things in. It only becomes an impediment when you start developing grievances and, and, and lower your dopamine levels so now you can no longer take in new information. But if you flip it around as being a school, and know on the deepest level that everyone who has ever lived is fighting a hard struggle and is suffering. Even the most powerful people in the world, they're all facing the same things, their own bodies demise, the loss of their loved ones, maybe having to leave the earth with a lot of money in the bank. It doesn't matter. Once you see them as suffering the same way you are, now the walls of separation come down, and now you're unified with them in spirit, and now you've turned this this very imperfect world into just a fairly perfect school and everywhere you go you can be learning lessons that will serve you for the rest of your life absolutely that's that's uh, um, spot on and you know the other thing is just um, if you are not in a space of of the perception of, of suffering in that particular day or that particular moment it's another part of it the broader part is as well is that Everyone is on an unpredictable journey and um, and is all everybody is part of this mystery of what we don't know. Every day is a mystery to all of us. And that's the excitement about life. But at the same time, it's it's part of the vulnerability of life. And it's like you're saying, John, I mean, in, in one moment, someone can be a multimillionaire in the next chapter of their life, they don't have any money at all. Um, in one moment of life, a person can be immensely healthy, and then the next week find they have a whole different path ahead of them. So you, we never know, you know where we're going to find ourselves, nor do we ever know to the totality what somebody is going through on any, on any, on any given day. And that's why for me, I mean, I grew up in that, Southern Baptist uh, hypocrisy, 
you know, kind of attitude of better than thou or, you know, we're the elite group or, you know, something like that. So, I mean, that's a part of shadow for me is always being aware of not being self-righteous and not being so much about setting it right, but seeing it right. And that particular final part of the quote is not my own. Um, it's brilliant, but it's actually Stretton Smith. And he said that, you know, to spend your life wanting to uh, see things right instead of always setting it right. In other words, um, it's that great serenity prayer. Um, I was telling this in, in class last night. Have you heard the new serenity prayer, John? No, I don't think I have. Well, you'll love it. Um, God grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, uh, the courage to change the one I can, and the wisdom to know that would be me. I love that. <laughs> I love that's that. Nice. That's nice. Yeah. So that's a. I think that's what John and I are saying is that we we enter every day in the unknown in the mystery. And before we go out into the world or are so quick to make comments on our neighbors and anything or anyone else, let us make sure that we are grounded or prayed up or aligned or living in a place of balance. And let us be sure that that is the place that we're coming from, because if that is the place we're coming from, then when we do see situations or we see broken toys in in the front of someone's yard or we see an animal that's in need, or we see a need within our community, or if there's fights going on the south side of our town, we are going to approach it. We're not going to deny it, but we're able to offer solutions from a place that will be lasting, not just reactive and joining the fire. That's a very part, a fundamental part of... um, making a long-term difference and it there are um the beauty of life is you don't have to go far you know uh, there's opportunities all around you and see which one has your name on it it's very very powerful uh john you are such a difference maker and i'm i'm so grateful to know you and so thankful for the for the work that you continue to do you're really something well, the feeling is mutual, Temple. So always, always such a joy to speak with you. So um, paint the picture for us. Um, tell us about, um, to elaborate, you know, we still have a few more minutes here. Um, but what are the things that matter the most to you right now? Um, if, if people listening could really say, I really want to help John and his organization, make a list, John, of what some of those things are for us. Well, I would say I would really like to get the principal funded. This is a cyberbullying film because, of course, we're getting a lot of bad role modeling out of Washington, D.C. And, you know, you look through history, Pol Pot, Mao, Stalin, Hitler, they were all bullies. And bullies are very dangerous, especially when they gain power. So it's a little bit concerning that these bad role modeling, this bad role modeling is going on and a lot of very bad habits are being learned. Yeah, they, there's certain amounts of damage done on other levels of government, but for me the most um, concerning thing is the habits that are people are learning. And it's okay to be really cruel. It's okay just to speak your mind and to slash and burn, all the stuff going on social media. So I would love to get the principal funded uh, and be able to get that out into schools. It'll be just given away just the way admissions is. Um, but I just think it, it's incredibly important for these teachings to get especially into the youth 
So before they maybe get too sucked into the, the separationist ways that, that the world operates, they can approach it with a totally different uh, way of thinking, which will lead to a much rewarding life for them, and they will be the one, instead of beating down everyone they come upon, they will be developing the muscles of lifting people up. And, of course, when you lift other people's up, you're lifted up too. So it's just such a real simple way to go through life. As if, if, if that is your motto, that whoever you come upon, you lift them up, well, guess what? You live a transcendent life. So I guess the number one thing I'm, I'm looking to get finished right now is to get the principal funded because that's our inaugural project at pepstar.org. And that'll help launch that platform. I'm also going to be putting two more projects up there. Um, one will be the Human Tree Animation Proce- uh, um, Project, which is promotes unity in which our Holocaust survival will do the VO. And another one I'll be putting up there is going to be called The Highest High. It's about opioid addiction. So these are some things that we feel are very important to get out in the world. But the one that's up there now that people could act on would be to go to the pepstar.org website and go to projects and click on the principal and donate some money. Or just if you can't donate money, no worries there at all. Just share it with people who might be like-minded who might want to get behind the project because the, uh, projects like this can have a ripple effect that can affect the whole world. When you have leaders that come into power that are bullies, they don't just do damage in their own backyard. They do it internationally, and that's what we're seeing now. People are kind of like strongmans are in vogue right now. So, so the best way to counteract this is always training the mind to think differently, and that's always through education. Education is the key to the present and the key to the future, and short films are an incredibly powerful way to teach because most anyone is willing to sit down for 15, 20 minutes to watch a really good bit of storytelling. And if it just so happens they're getting very deep, transformational, life-changing teachings in the process, all the better. And that is our strategy at pepstar.org to get behind that, and that's the specific strategy of the principal. So that would be the number one thing I would think that it would be very helpful for to, to launch this thing on a, on, a, on a bigger basis to get it out to more people because every time the principal or admissions is screened, it leads people back to pepstar.org and hopefully to the other peace artists at that point we then have up there and then their work gets the support it needs. Then they get to go out in the world, present their product to the world. They get to be peace builders, too. Then all the people they touch, they send them back to Pepstar, and then we get this wonderfully positive um, loop that's going on that's, that's generating a lot of good stuff for the world and very fresh, invigorating, and compelling ways to learn. There's an enormous amount of content out in the world, and unfortunately a lot of it's pejorative or, or just status quo humanity. It doesn't do anything to move us forward. So I think we need some more stuff into the thought stream that really lifts humanity up and, and gets people charging ahead, wanting to be part of unity consciousness and wanting to be a real healer in the earth because the greatest beneficiary of all the healing you will ever do is you yourself. So I'm, I'm quite confident in, in kind of, Putting this forth is a path because I've experienced it in my own life. How amazingly um, positive it's been in my own life. I, I don't know. If, I think you probably know this, but I recently experienced a pretty serious bike accident, and I had a bad wipeout out here in Los Angeles, and I destroyed my elbow, broke ribs, ruined my wrist. I was in the hospital for a little while, and I was bedridden for two months. Well, the thing that kept me going was even when I was in total pain. And, and had big cast, and I couldn't even let my arm hang down for a little bit. I was still climbing out of bed to sit at my desk and to work on this work because it's so healing. 
And this isn't even if this work's going to get made or not. It's just working on this stuff in the thought of how can I make this person in this film say this perfect thing so the audience member will really be liberated by this point of view and their life will have more value because of it. And it kept drawing me out of bed, Temple, and no matter how much pain I was in to continue to do the work. So this accent's been a huge blessing because it showed me that it can even compete with the most brutal physical suffering and still do its healing work and still be inspiring enough for me to continue to do it. So I didn't miss much of a beat at all, even in the depths of this. Even when I was on my back in the hospital, I was still working on this stuff, ideating, thinking about ways to do it, and it's simply because it's so rewarding because there's nothing more rewarding to us than lifting someone else up. So so that that's kind of the mission of my life, and I've just been very grateful to stumble upon it. I feel like the luckiest guy in the world. I don't even often feel like I need to be paid for it because you just get paid for the joy you receive in the thought of helping other people up because there's a lot of suffering in this world. So to circle back once again, if people really want to help out, just spread the word about pepstar.org and and the principal cyberbullying project because this will eventually, just like admissions, I imagine, be if we get it made, translate in multiple languages, and it will be impacting, hopefully, countries all around the world. So that would be my dream. You got it, John, and we're going to focus on that, and all of our listeners are going to focus on that for you. It's pepstar.org, P-P-S-T-A-R.org. Thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Unity Online Radio and knowing that these shows matter and our guests matter and they have so much to offer. We really appreciate that. Join me at templehays.com. And also, I really appreciate you joining in at um, firstunity.org. Bless you, everyone, on this amazing journey that we call life. And thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.